0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Sacktown Movie Bucks. Once again, I'm Kier and this is Jason. And today we are continuing our top 10 films of each year series. Uh, This will be part two of our top 10 films of 2002. So we'll be doing number five through number one, plus some honorable mentions. But you'll want to hang out to the end because we're also going to be doing our challenge films for uh, 2003. Um, And with that said, without further ado, I say we just get right into it, man. So let's get into it. Let's start with your what? Number five. Yeah, you thought you were going to say something. Yeah, let's start with your number five five film of 2002. (laughs) All right.
1: My number five for 2002 is About a Boy. Mm. So, Yeah. So this is a. Uh, I don't know why I did that uh, thing at the beginning. Yeah, anyway, don't ever do that again. Yeah, this is a. Uh, About a Boy is a really uh, excellent uh, comedy drama. I guess you could say it stars Hugh Grant as basically a. Uh, it's kind of a coming of age, even though he's middle aged, which is an interesting way of saying it because he he basically plays somebody who's never had to uh, never had to work at anything. He's gotten by his whole life based on the royalty checks that come in from his, uh, I believe it's his father's Christmas song that he wrote. So the royalty checks come in nonstop. So he's never really had to put in any effort for anything. Uh, But geez, it's been a while since I watched it. I don't remember what happens that calls that into question. Uh, But for whatever reason, he's now having to start to fend for himself because he's never had to work, never had to do anything, but just kick back and collect the royalty checks. So it's kind of his story of learning how to function as an adult, even though he's already middle-aged. Um, and uh, he's, oh, geez, it's been so long since I watched this. I don't remember what, how the little boy comes into his life. The the uh, the about the, the the boy that it's about. I don't remember how he comes. into the picture. I've I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. I love it, but I don't remember how he comes into his life. They're neighbors or something. I don't remember. But, uh, and the kid's mom is Tony Collette. It's a great movie. It is. Uh, it's made by the same director who directed American pie, which I thought was interesting because it showed that, uh, you know, I love American pie and everything, but about a boy is a much more moving uh, soulful movie than that was. Uh, so it's got a great soundtrack by badly drawn boy. It's very funny. It's moving. It's a good Christmas movie sort of, uh, i uh, meaning it's only Christmas for a short period, but you know, I count any movie that has any scene involving Christmas as a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, we know. So um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I love about a boy. I highly recommend it. It's very funny, very moving. It's the movie that made me understand. Oh yeah. I get why people like Hugh Grant basically. So um, that's my number five.
0: Cool. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it in many, many years, man. And, and, you know, and not the fault you, That's going to happen on some of these shows, if you're watching, if we seem like we're kind of stumbling to describe the film, because, you know, we're doing these top 10 films, and we're also doing the honorable mentions, and many of these films, we're not rewatching all of these films (laughs) before we do these shows, so, and obviously, going back, you know, 18, 20 years, whatever it is, um, you know, we're, we're not going to remember every single element or detail about some of them. As we probably get closer into the more current years, we'll probably have a little bit more uh, memory or recollection. recollection yeah. on. So, uh, I stumble over them too sometimes, too, so I, I completely understand. So that's not a fault. I, I, mean. I
1: probably could have done a little better preparation, but I thought, like, I've seen all these movies a hundred
0: yeah. times. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's why I can do I'm uh, like, oh, uh, I'll definitely remember what this is about. And then I go yeah. to describe it, and I'm like, I have no clue uh, what I'm talking about it's right really now. really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I haven't seen it in many, in many, many years. I do remember overall liking it. It didn't make my top 10 or honorable mentions or anything, but I don't remember having any fault with it or anything like that. So, um, so I'll just say it, it's a good film. Check it out. It's a good choice. I just can't remember a whole heck of a lot about it, unfortunately, because <laughs> so, I probably haven't seen it since 2002, to be honest with you, so. Um, oh, man. Um, my number five and clearly I watch this film all the time because it's still in the shrink wrap, Um, (laughs) uh, is going to be The Bourne Identity. Ah. (laughs) So um, most people are familiar with The Bourne series. uh, Basically stars uh, Matt Damon um, as, like, this black ops uh, hitman. uh, I I don't know what term you would describe somebody as uh they, they work for like the government but they're like trained killers basically they go in and like you know defuse a situation mercenary mercenary, mercenary maybe, maybe yeah i guess yeah. like a mercenary uh he uh in this case though he actually has amnesia um and can't remember anything he, he's in an accident has amnesia works up like on a fishing boat uh can't remember anything um but you know starts noticing different details about himself that leads him to believe that he was you know um, you know, he, he knows certain things about himself. He has like a like some sort of like chip that was like implanted in his body that's dug out of him that's like a tracking thing for him. Um and then you know, he he notices whenever he gets into a conflict that he's you know very handsy with his with fighting and, and killing and that sort of stuff. And so this film was the first of that series. So it was basically him and uh I forget who the girl was in that film. Um I can't remember her name. It's uh, Franca Potente from Running a Little Run. Yeah, so same same girl in there. Um, they kind of pair up together. They're both kind of on the run. She's on the run for a different reason than he is. But uh, basically, he's on the run because uh, the, the the government or CIA or whoever it is that he works for, they're looking for him. They're you know potentially trying to uh, exterminate him because they think that he's gone rogue. But in actuality, he may have gone rogue, but he can't remember why. So, and that's basically kind of the gist of the film. So it's just a really fun action film um it's got some great fight scenes great action sequences you know definitely right up my alley um can't say if it was my favorite one or not but definitely i I i'd have to revisit all of them to say which one was my favorite but i definitely loved this one when it came out it was it was just so much fun i thought it was really cool um you know a guy with kind of like amnesia and you know has all these particular skills um you know, the only other film that I know that, that that's similar to like like that is is the Long Kiss Goodnight, uh, which is kind of similar, like the female version of that, basically, where someone has amnesia and has all these fighting skills and that kind of stuff. So, i um, always enjoy that one. So, uh, number five for me is The Born Identity. Cool. Yeah, I like The Born Identity.
1: Um, it's not one. Of my, it's not my favorite series. You know, I always, as far as like the long running action sequence scene uh, series go. Uh, I you know I would reach for a Mission Impossible or a John Wick before I'd reach for a Bourne movie, but uh, I like it. Um, I it's got you know I, I tend to prefer the the second and third ones because I like the first one's very very clean and smooth and the I like the second the roughness and the rawness of the second and third ones. But it's a good it's a it's a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about the Mission, I, I like all of them, I like all the series, I, I, you know, I hate to say that I which ones I like more, I probably like the John Wick ones more than this one, um, but there's only been three John Wick films, so, you know, well I guess there's really only three that starred Matt Damon, but you know, but still yeah. like, kind of the same kind of thing, so, whereas there's been like, you know, six Mission Impossibles or something, so. <laughs> yeah, and they're awesome. Most <laughs> of them are pretty good, I think two was the weakest one, but yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still
0: awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. and moving on to number four. Number four for me is
1: Adaptation. So, this is a very, uh, I'm trying to get like the not the, not the reflection there. Uh, but Adaptation is a uh, Spike Jones movie. Uh, he's the guy who directed also uh, being John Malkovich uh, and her. Uh, which was I love both of those movies. This is based on a Charlie Kaufman screenplay. Uh, He he also wrote Being John Malkovich. Uh, So Charlie Kaufman, I like him a lot. He has a very unique mind. Oh, he also wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So his movies are very, uh, they kind of different layers of perception and like crazy mental stuff going on. So I like that kind of weird stuff. Uh, Adaptation is a movie about Uh, Nicolas Cage plays twins. Uh, They're both... Well, no, one of them is a screenwriter and is very insecure. And the other twin brother is like the complete opposite of him, very confident and like a ladies' man and everything. Uh, And over the course of the movie, it's hard to explain, really, but uh, he's working on an adaptation of a book that is thought to be unadaptable. And eventually the movie becomes... Kind of a screenplay itself. It's hard to explain, but it's a very good movie. Uh, Nicolas Cage is really great in it. Uh, Meryl Streep is really great in it. Uh, Chris Cooper is really great in it. It's a very unpredictable, very uh, keeps you on the edge of your toes kind of movie. Uh, I think it's pretty brilliant. And again, I'm messing up the the description of it. Uh, But adaptation, excellent movie. Number four for 2002 for me.
0: Cool. Yeah, I can't remember uh, anything about that film. So, <laughs> so um, it's like one of those ones where I was like, did I even see that film? I don't remember one thing about it. So I do remember the, the twin brother element to it, but that's about all I remember about that film. So thanks for choosing a bunch of films that, that neither one of us has seen and can't remember that well <laughs> or seen a long time and can't remember that well.
1: well I've, I've seen them both a lot. It's just been a while. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it to be honest with you. Um, uh, I didn't, you know, it's I, I don't remember if, even if I liked it or not. Probably not since I haven't revisited. It, so <laughs> at least not enough to, to to see it again. So
1: take my word for it; it's a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, um, I I'm pretty sure I didn't think it was a masterpiece when I saw it. So because uh, otherwise it would be in this list, which it's not. So, um, but yeah, no, great great choice. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about it, so I can't even remember what grade I gave that film, um, other than it just kind of went over my head. So, um, all right. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to my number four, which um, I have a little bit more of a memory of, and you probably do too. Um, my number four is going to be Blade Two. <laughs> so, yeah, I always have a weird thing about the Blade series. Um I thought the first one. I, I when I first saw it, I initially liked the first one. When I watch it now, it's okay. I don't, you know, I didn't like the third one, or you know, but the second one, I, I love the second one. Uh, the second blade is 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 awesome. Um, you know, if you don't know the Blade series, it stars uh, Wesley Snipes, um, and he is basically a. His mom was attacked when he was, uh, I guess, pregnant in the womb, kind of thing. I believe I don't remember the the first story, but something like that. Um, in any event, so he is kind of born like part vi- by a vampire. Sorry, uh, uh, so he is born like part vampire, uh, part he, part human. Still, um, so as I say, he has all of their strengths of a vampire, but like none of their their weaknesses, kind of thing. Um, so he can like walk, you know, in the daylight. Um, sun doesn't bother him. That kind of stuff. He still has to like drink blood, but he like you know, injects blood or something like that. So he's not like like e- eating and, and, and feeding on, on humans or anything like that. And uh, he's kind of taken upon himself to be kind of like a vampire hunter, basically. And that's kind of what the first film was. The second film is more of, um, so there's a bunch of vampires, obviously, and he's always been at war with vampires. But then all of a sudden, there's a new breed of vampires that come along that actually are killing and eating other vampires, basically, in this film. And so he basically has to team up with his enemies, which are the regular vampires, in order to try to fight off these these super strong, super fast, super deadly new strain of vampires that are feasting on vampires, basically. And so it's just a really cool... uh, Vampire horror slash action film. Um, it's just so much fun. I just, I just love it from the beginning to end. It's just a really really fun film. Um, you know, one of definitely uh, you know one of my probably top five or six vampire films um, in my opinion, and uh, definitely a great film. That's my number four. is Blade Two.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I love Blade Two. Um, it's in my it's in my runner ups, um, but I think it's it's easily easily the best Blade movie. Yeah, And it's uh, sure. actually one of, uh, I think it's one of Guillermo del Toro's best movies. Uh, it it kind of gets overshadowed in the stuff that he made later on that was kind of a bigger deal, like Pan's Labyrinth and stuff like that. But I think it's sure. it's a great, great genre horror action movie. And it, yeah. it's very bloody, very intense. Uh, it reminds me of Predator a lot, that it's just yeah. a really bloody Uh, really bloody action horror movie that doesn't hold back. And it's super exciting. So, yeah.
0: Love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right along to number three.
1: Number three, another one you're going to love. Punch Drunk Love is my number three for 2002. So uh, I'm a big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. Uh, You know, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Heart 8, uh, uh, The Master... He's made a lot of really great movies, in my opinion. Um, and this was, in as far as I remember, this was the first time that Adam Sandler really kind of dug in to play like a dramatic, pseudo-dramatic role. So he plays uh, Barry in this movie, who's kind of a who's kind of a, like kind of an Adam Sandler type, actually, kind of like the uh, immature, uh, insecure uh, kind of. Loser who is prone to like r- acts of rage out of nowhere. So that's kind of like the Adam Sandler template, anyway. But he was kind of using the Adam Sandler persona in like a completely different kind of movie. Um, so I, I think it's a really interesting movie. It's very funny. Uh, it's it's really interestingly made. Uh, if you know anything about Paul Thomas Anderson, you know he does really a lot of interest a lot of interesting things with cinematography and sound and music um so it's just it's 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 kind of his attempt to make a r- romantic comedy in a weird way because i remember like reading after uh, after boogie nights and magnolia that he was getting ready to make a romantic comedy with adam sandler and you know that sounded like a really strange idea at the time because adam sandler was mainly known for like happy gilmore and the wedding singer and saturday night live and goofy stuff like that but i i always love it when like uh, someone who's known for being funny Uh, reveals themselves to actually be like a really good actor. Um, And I kind of knew that Adam Sandler could pull it off, and this this didn't surprise me. Um, I thought he really did a great job here, and I think it's a really interesting movie uh, that's kind of gotten lost over time uh, with Paul Thomas Anderson's more well-known movies and Adam Sandler's more well-known movies, but I think it's a really great movie. That's my number three,
0: 2002. Cool. Yeah, another one I don't really recall all that well because I didn't really see it again. Um, So, yeah. Great, great list so far, uh, but um, yeah, I don't remember liking this one as much. And I'm not a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan in general. Um, I didn't really care for many, most of his films, to be honest with you. So he's just, just, I just don't like his style too much. I guess um, not, not David Lynch. Don't like his style, but I'm just, I've never really seen one of his films that I that I loved, I guess, if you will. So uh, it's just, just, you know, I just. You know, some people like his style. You obviously do. I I just don't care for it personally. So it's kind of an acquired taste, I guess. And I've never acquired that taste for it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's uh, called, like, it's called good. And I know you don't like good movies most mm, of
0: the time. I don't don't think that that's it at all. But, um, okay.
1: Pretty sure. Pretty
0: sure. No, see, I can't really comment too much on what I didn't like about it, other than I know that I didn't love it. So, uh, so. Clearly not making my top 10 or my honorable mentions, unfortunately. Um, my number three, we've already kind of basically covered on a, on the previous show. Um, so I won't have to spend a whole lot of time on that. But the number three for me is actually going to be The Ring. Um, so yeah, as I already kind of mentioned in the previous show, if you haven't seen that, definitely check that out. Um, it was in Jason's top 10. I think it was like your number eight or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, right. that, yeah. seven or eight. Yeah. Seven or eight. Um, it's it, like I said. It, it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and you know, horror is kind of more his genre. But I do like a lot of horror movies as well. Um, I Blade Two's kind of sort of horror, but a little action or action as well. But um, but The Ring is just is one of those movies that just really freaked me out. Um, I definitely enjoy it. It's one of, like one of those ones that you know, it's it's just it's just really just creepy and scary, and um, you know, and the the funny part about it is is it's not. That that graphic, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot of imagery that that's that's scary, but you you don't see a lot of the the physical like killing on screen. I guess it's always like the aftermath of it kind of thing. So it is kind of interesting in that regard too. But um, <laughs> um but yeah, just just one that I've always loved. I've always enjoyed the ring um it still holds up very well for me i haven't seen it in a few years but every time i watch it, it it's still scary there's still parts that i mm-hmm. still kind of like i still get a little bit of that anxiety a little bit you know and, and some of those first scenes you know what i mean where she's like coming through the tv and that kind of stuff you get a little bit of, oh my god oh my god here it comes you know what i mean so <laughs> it, still, it still it still does that for me you know what i mean so it's like one of those films that still kind of st- stands the test of time for me that i can still put on today and still get a little a little heebie-jeebies from it you know what i mean so i, I still will really really enjoy it so just a, just a really fun film number three for me is the ring yeah like like so we already talked about that one and I, yeah. I love the ring i think it's a fantastic
1: movie um and like you mentioned like it's it is really still scary um and in particular uh that the opening scene is really scary yeah I so agree. i really like that um kind of i know scream scream wasn't the first movie to do that by any means but Scream kind of brought not only brought horror movies back into fashion, kind of, but brought in back into fashion the idea that you got to get people's attention right off the bat. Right. And like Scream has the legendary opening scene, and you kind of saw like from, from most of the popular horror movies that came out after that, they kind of followed that. Mm-hmm. You got to get them right off the bat with a really scary, almost like standalone, right? You know, scene that's really that really gets people's attention, and that. That definitely was one of those. It's kind of yeah, almost it like a little
0: sucked in immediately, immediately you're like, oh man, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's
1: almost like a little standalone short film, you know, yeah, scream and right. this one.
0: And yeah. It, I it agree
1: with really terrifying. So right. yeah, great movie.
0: Great movie. Yeah. Cool. Number two. Yeah, number two. Number two.
1: Number two. Number two for me. Uh, it's another one that I haven't seen in a long time, so I'm probably not gonna explain it that well Uh, because it's pretty heavy. You don't really feel like watching it that often. But my number two is City of God. So this is a great movie that I I have the Blu-ray that I got not too long ago, so I should probably revisit it for the first time in like 15 years. But it's a super excellent movie. Uh, It is set in the slums uh, around uh, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Uh, It's kind of a coming-of-age story. The main character is like a teenager, a teenager, who uh, doesn't belong to any of the gangs. Uh, it's an area dominated by street gangs. Uh, he just kind of wants to be a photographer. So it's his coming of age story, uh, kind of growing up in these slums and kind of knowing knowing people who are in all the, the gangs and everything and just kind of being an outside observer. And it's a really well-made movie. Uh, it's very intense, it's very dramatic. Um, it's very long, but not, you know, it shows that like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a long movie can keep your interest and a movie that's barely 90 minutes can feel like an eternity, but uh, it's a really great epic film that uh, I, I really should watch again. Cause it's probably been about 15 years, but
0: you should it's a great movie.
1: Yeah. Great, 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 great movie. That's my number two for 2002.
0: Awesome. Great, great choice. Yeah. I, I love city of God. I, I actually just watched it the other night. Um, it, it is just a really really good film um it, it's still awesome. huh it's still awesome it is still awesome yeah I mean okay. it's it, poor language obviously it's set in Brazil um but it, it is uh, uh, uh it is just a really really good film I mean it has a little bit of everything you know what I mean it's got it's got good drama it, it's funny um it's got some uh, some some good action obviously and just a really all overall just really great great story so yeah great choice man Cool. 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 Moving on to my number two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number two and one that I've always liked, you know, I'm an action guy, so I love action films. And this one is, I'm also a mobster guy. I love mobster films. So this one's kind of a little bit of a blend of both, which is going to be Road to Perdition. Um, so, I've always enjoyed Road to Prediction, uh, Prediction um, with Tom Hanks. Uh, great story. Uh, you know, Paul Newman's in it. Jude Law's in there is a bad guy as well. Um, basic story is um, uh, Tom Hanks is, is, is a bad guy. Uh, Tom Hanks is a mobster guy. Sorry, uh, <laughs> is like a mobster. I shouldn't say he's a bad guy, but he technically is. But he's not a bad bad guy. Um, he's a mobster guy. He's a family man, also. Um, he's a he's a mobster guy, and he he works for Paul Newman's character, whose um, uh, son is also in this film, Daniel Craig, um, as well. Um, he plays a really good, you know, weasel kind of character, <laughs> um, and uh, he's uh, on his way to do like a job. Um, with uh Daniel Craig, um, and uh, when they're leaving, uh, he doesn't know, but uh, Tom Hanks's son ends up like kind of stashings away in, in the car, um, and kind of is witness to uh, a murder scene. Um, and for some reason, Daniel Craig takes upon himself to want to basically hurt uh, Tom Hanks's family and so it's, it's it kind of goes from there and i hate to get too much into it because it's kind of like one of those the beginnings kind of hard to explain without giving away too much um but it turns into like this really good like cat and mouse chase film where basically tom hanks and, and the boy are kind of on the run but they're also hunting uh or tom hanks anyways is hunting to find uh daniel craig's character because he wants to kill him uh for him coming after him and his family um so it's got a lot of action it's a great mobster film um it's a good story um it's kind of a good road movie film as well, because um, they're on the road. They're kind of traveling through the country. Um, just one that I've always loved. I've always enjoyed Road to Perdition. And, uh, you know, like I said, just it, it, I think it's Tom Hanks. It's one of the rare films where he's really kind of a, a really good action role for him. You know, he hasn't really done a whole lot of action movies, I, I could say. Um, so it's really rare to see him as like kind of like, you know, killing people and shooting people and that kind of stuff. Cause he's always been kind of more of a comedy or, or, you know, uh, you know, dramas and that kind of stuff. So I thought it was kind of a different character for him. And I thought he did it well. I mean, obviously he's been in like, you know, war movies and stuff like that. Uh, But this was, you know, the first one, he was kind of, kind of a bad guy. Uh, not totally bad guy, but you know. And then he's obviously being chased by like G Law, who's just like a like a contract killer, uh, who's also really creepy in there as well. So, um, so yeah, just really really fun film. Always loved *Road to Perdition*, and that is my number two film of 2002. Cool.
1: Uh, yeah, *Road to Perdition* is
0: really good. Um, it's in my runner-ups. Um,
1: it's really good movie. I think it's kind of interesting. It's, it's I haven't seen it in a while, but I saw it several times back then. I remember
0: um years but yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it's kind of like i remember like the 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 it got good reviews but it didn't get great reviews it just kind of got pretty good reviews and it's just kind of disappeared you know like nobody ever talks about it i forget it exists you know because (laughs) nobody ever nobody ever talks about that like uh it's just kind of
0: just. And in fairness, I mean, when you've made like Saving Private Ryan and and all these other just great great films that he's made, and he's won Oscars for. I mean, some of his films are going to get lost in the shuffle, and the guy's been acting for you know thirty something years. You know what I mean? And he's made just so many. Just I mean, I go through my my library of films, and you know, I, I probably own twenty Tom Hanks films. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah. um, you know, he's just like one of those guys that just kind of has always made so many good movies that, it, you know, unfortunately, this one probably gets lost in the shuffle. So,
1: yeah, it, it does. And it Excuse me. Sorry. Um, you know, it just like it, it starts. Sorry. Yeah. It's just you talk and I start to yawn. So <laughs> now um, it starts Tom Hanks. Yeah. It starts. Tom Hanks. It's directed by Sam Mendes, who made American Beauty. So I'm sure, you know, Tom Hanks is kind of playing against type. So I'm sure they thought it was going to be getting, you know, Oscar nominations up the wazoo. But it, I don't think it got any. Maybe, you know, SoundCloud oh, yeah. or something like that. So it's But it's unfortunate because it's a really good movie. And it just kind of, it didn't get Oscar nominations. So it just kind of disappeared, I guess. Um, it did get two
0: thumbs up. Really, for Roger Ebert and Richard Roper, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But back then, pretty much everything got two thumbs up. So
0: that Se- yeah. seem like it seemed like
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah it's, it's a really good movie Yeah, Cool
0: cool. Your number one film of 2002
1: My number one uh, It's pretty easy because this is one of my favorite movies And that is Far From Heaven So this is a movie uh, by Todd Haynes Who's one of my uh, favorite filmmakers He hasn't done everything that I loved But uh, he's uh, He did this and uh, oh, Geez I'm blanking on it a movie called Safe that I really like. He's a really interesting filmmaker. This is a movie that makes a conscious attempt to uh, kind of evoke the feelings of a, uh, like a fifties melodrama uh, by Douglas Sirk. It, it kind of follows the template of this movie called All That Heaven Allows, which I've still never seen. That sounds pretty bad, but uh, it's basically an attempt to to make a movie in the style of a fifties melodrama with those kind of lush colors and the type of dialogue and the type of music that you'd find in a fifties melodrama, except that it uses, it utilizes a uh, subject matter that would never make it through in the fifties, which I think is a really interesting approach. So it's got, uh, a married woman played by Julianne Moore, who is, uh, who is kind of having an interracial relationship with her gardener, which would have never happened in a fifties movie. Uh, her husband, meanwhile, is Dennis Quaid is, um, uh, in the closet basically so he's gay and it goes into that and again something that would never make it through in a 50s melodrama um, so its I thought it was really kind of cool to make a movie that seems like it, it was really made in the 1950s but because it was so controversial no one ever released it that's the feeling of this movie is like you found this movie that no one would release 50 years ago but it's now seeing the light of day its it's that convincing it really is that convincing in the terms of the way it's made Obviously, you recognize the people in it, so it doesn't quite uh, carry the illusion over, but uh, it's a really, really fascinating movie. Uh, it's very it's very emotionally powerful. Uh, the acting is really great. Julianne Moore is like, I don't think she's ever been better. Dennis Haysbert is really great in it. Dennis Quaid's really great in it. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Again, it's a Christmas movie, sort of, so I consider it a Christmas movie, um, but it's, it's easily, without a doubt, my number one movie of 2002. And that is, uh, the poster's better than the DVD cover, but far from
0: heaven. Number Ooh. one. Number one. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever seen it, so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that I have. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, great, man. Great choice for number one. Uh, nobody's heard of <laughs> it. Nobody's seen it, but awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. A plus. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I can't comment to it too much because I... I've never even heard of it. Um, so, um, cool. Uh, maybe i we'll, will <laughs> check out someday. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, great. Well, great. it
1: is, it is the best movie of 2002 scientifically proven. So you probably should.
0: Yeah. That nobody's seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, you know, we, we all have our, our, our choices. Um, and that's yours. Cool. Cool. I like the bottom half of your top ten a lot better than your top half. that's for sure. So, yeah, so, uh, but cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on it too much. But um, you know, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a fine film. Oh, it is. Doubt, I doubt I'm going to agree that it's the number one film of the year. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm sure it's a fine film. Yeah, because it is. Cool. Well, my number one, we've actually already covered and. Usually, I I own the number one films of the year, and I, I do own this one, but um, I think I lent it to somebody, and I never got it back. So... <laughs> which which is always the case, you know? Anytime... You know, this was a film, you know, usually the films that you lend to someone, because it's a film that a lot of people... This one, also, a lot of people haven't seen before. But, um, uh, but you know, it's a film that I feel like everybody should watch. So, you know, you lend it to somebody, and then, you know, you don't get it back for years.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So um my number f- one film and like i said we've already covered it is actually going to be city of god <laughs> yeah i knew it i knew it, I knew it. <laughs> yeah um i i just love this film like i said i, I watched it again the other night with uh with my fiance because she had never seen it before um and um it, it is just i mean it, it it's a, it's an epic film in that regard but it kind of takes you through the story uh, it's mostly based on this, this. This it's and it's based on a true story, but it's mostly based on this kid that grew up in like the slums and the ghetto of, of City of God, um, in in Rio in, in Brazil, and uh, and it just takes you through a story of, about him growing up in the slums and about all the people and the murders and the the drug use and you know, but it's got a lot of humor to it as well. I mean, there's a lot of funny scenes that happen in there, but it also has a lot of violence and a lot of action. You know, a lot of people do die in this film, for sure. A lot of people that he knows, family members, friends, that kind of stuff. And it kind of just takes you through him growing up from being a kid in the slums to being like a teenager. And then ultimately to being, I guess, either like a late teen or adult, because he does have like a job, you know, towards the Mm -hmm. end of the film or whatever. Um... But um, it just kind of takes you through, like, um, I, I don't know, maybe, like, two decades of of, of, um, of his life and his story growing up in the slums and that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, crime. There's a lot of, like, you know, people selling drugs and killing each other. Um, there's a, the main bad guy. He just – he's kind of, like, one of those, like, trigger-happy guys that just kills people just for sport kind of thing. Um, so, you know, and he's – and they have kind of grew up together, and he's always kind of had, like, some – Person, he's got real reasons to not like this guy and not do, want to be around this guy, but he's always ended up like running into this guy everywhere, and so it's always a kind of an interesting uh interaction between him and this, this, this like really drug lord, you know, killer that lives in his neighborhood. And it's just a really, really interesting story, and like I said, it has a lot of humor. Um, it's hands down my favorite film of 2002. I think it's just an amazing, amazing film. Um, and uh, it's probably my best, my, my, my favorite foreign language film as well. I think it's definitely my favorite foreign language film. Definitely one that I urge everybody to check out, but that is my number one film of 2002, City of God. Excellent choice. I know. Yeah. I just said it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the, number, it's the number two, but it's an excellent choice.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number one with a bullet is what it should be. You'll watch it again, and you'll be like, you know what? I've seen the error of my ways. It is number one. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Cool. Well, I'm going to run through my honorable mentions real quick because mine don't take as long and because I only use five. I don't know how many he brought in this time. He didn't tell me. so um,
1: Not too bad. Eighteen, I think.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so number 15 for me, we covered on the last show, is Rules of Attraction. Uh, another really, really good one. Uh, Fourteen for me is Eight Mile, Eminem uh, Story. Um, if you haven't seen that one, that's always a really, really good one. Uh, 13, we also covered on the previous show, which was Undercover Brother, uh, so really enjoy that one. Number 12 is Bowling for Columbine, a uh, great documentary film by Michael Moore regarding the, the Columbine shootings and guns in America and that kind of stuff. Um, really, really good one if you get a chance to check that one out. I, I highly urge you to check that one out. And Number 11 is Better Luck Tomorrow like a much, much better uh, uh, version of Sella in the Spades. If you've watched some of our previous shows, we talked about that before. Uh, better Luck Tomorrow is basically about like these really, really smart like Asian kids that have kind of like their own little like click or whatever. And, um, you know, they, they, you know, steal uh, test answers and that kind of stuff. And then as they, you know, get growing popularity, they start getting guns and dealing drugs and that kind of stuff. But there are these like these really educated like Asian kids that are doing this kind of like, Gang type stuff in a way. Uh, really, really great film. Uh, really, really fun. Um, but those are my honorable mentions, and I'll kick it over to you. All right, real quick. Uh,
1: I tried to limit my my honorable mentions because there were way more than this, but these mm-hmm. are the top, top, top of the crop. Um, and I just put them in my alphabetical order because I didn't have time to rank them. Uh, but my runner ups for 2002 are Antoine Fisher. So oh, this cool. is uh, Washington's directorial debut. I think he's an underrated director. Every movie he's made as a director, I've really enjoyed, but this is still his best, I think. Uh, Better look tomorrow that you just talked about. Uh, right. Really cool movie about like straight A students who nobody looks twice at because they assume they're not getting into the kind of things they're getting into. Uh, Blade Two already talked about this one. Really excellent yeah. action horror film. Uh, Dahmer. So I think this is a really good movie, and it's it? it's oh Dahmer. Oh. yeah, yeah. So this is uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times he played that guy, he, he's always Jeffrey Dahmer in my mind. And I know that <laughs> sounds bad, but <laughs> he's phenomenal in this movie. Before anybody knew who he was, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, the really great serial killer films like uh, Seven or, not really Seven, because it's not a thriller, it's more Science of the Lambs. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very unsettling. Uh, and he's excellent. Yeah, he's excellent in it. Jackass. I'm a jackass fan. I've liked all three of the movies, uh, but uh, there's something special about that first one. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. May. So this is a really cool, uh, really unconventional horror film. Uh, One of my favorites. Uh, Minority Report. One of, I think Steven Spielberg's uh, best films. One of his more uh, dark, dark films. Excellent science fiction action film. Uh, don't do that. I, I held back when I wanted to do that when he went over eight miles. <laughs> Everybody likes eight miles. Uh, eh, it's okay. It's purple rain. Uh, the song won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, the song is okay. Uh but I don't like Eminem. We know that. Uh he's talented, but I don't like him.
0: <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of hate mail in the comments, man. <laughs> I don't
1: care. I don't care. He's made some he's made a couple of great albums, but as a person he bugs. he bugs me uh the mothman prophecies a really underrated uh horror film that nobody saw nobody's heard of but it's nobody yeah it's super it's super creepy it's super creepy uh resident evil this is actually my set of the entire series uh, i like almost the entire series i remember really hating the second one but i intend to watch it again sometime soon now that i got this set recently maybe i'll like the second one now too but anyway the first one came out in 2002 Super fun zombie movie based Agreed. on a super fun zombie game. Uh, Resident e- uh Road to Perdition already talked about. Really good movie.
0: Uh, Roger Dodger. I don't know if you've seen this one, but I think you I would did, really it like. showed it. it to me. I barely remember it, but I do remember so, is Isn't it set like in New York or something like that? Or
1: yeah, and it's Jesse Eisenberg yeah. uh, going to visit his uncle Campbell Scott, who kind of shows him the ropes of being like you know a ladies' man or whatever. Right, right, it's yeah, really, yeah, it's really good. Salt and Sea, uh, we talked about last time, Uh, really cool movie, really unconventional movie. Uh, Signs, we talked about last time, Uh, really good movie. Uh, Solaris, this is, I'm I'm out of step with most people when I think this is actually a little better than the original, which is like a, a three hour Russian masterpiece. It's a great movie, but I like, I really like this 90 minute compact Steven Soderbergh version it's really underrated cool science fiction movie, uh, 28 days later. Uh, I think we talked about that last time, right? Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird artwork. I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then lastly, which would actually be on the top end of my owner ups is whale rider. I love this movie. Really great coming of age story set in New Zealand, uh, among the Maori people. So, um, love that movie. So that's it. That's it. I could have done like at least 10 more, but uh, I tried to try to try to limit myself.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. A few of those that weren't already my top 10 would have made like, if I, if I did 25 runner ups, (laughs) they would have probably been in there. So, (laughs) but, uh, uh, you know, uh, runner ups, most of them anyways. Uh, (laughs) Most of yours too. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, this is the segment of the show uh, where we actually do our challenge to each other. So once again, this is the film that um, I suggest a film that I've watched that he hasn't for 2003 and vice versa. So um, I will start. Um, for me, it's a little tougher because Jason sees see way everything. more films. Yeah, he yeah, sees see everything, everything. Like, And I, I and I don't see as much as he does. I'm a little bit more selective in what I see. You know, A lot of the films, like his number one, is probably not anything that I would have gravitated towards unless – somebody showed it to me you know what I mean um okay. i don't see everything so it's always i always feel bad because it's it's not that i'm trying to give him a bad movie it's just that it, i have to <laughs> what, I, what he hasn't I seen know. so that i've yeah. seen which is rare um so in this case I, I the last time i picked two comedies so i didn't want to do all comedies again so i figured we'd try our luck with more of an action film i guess and so we're actually going to do hunted with denise del toro so
1: okay all right
0: yeah so we'll see how cool. you like that one.
1: Yeah. I thought you hadn't seen that one either because that was No, You just didn't rated maybe it. Maybe I just didn't rate
0: it. I did see the hunt the okay hunt did before, Okay. I have okay. seen that one. Yeah. So okay. that one okay. One. Okay. Yeah. Is it? it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make my top ten of that year, but it's not bad. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. All right. And for me,
1: uh for you, uh I had a hard time choosing this time. You've you haven't seen a lot of really good movies from 2003 you need to see American Splendor. You need to see A Mighty Wind. You need to see Shattered Glass. But my choice, which I can't believe you still haven't seen,
0: is Lost in Translation. Mm. No, so. I haven't seen that one. It is one that I've heard of. So, um. Well, that's a start. <laughs> <laughs> I heard of the other yeah. two also, but I, I do know that, that one that one's obviously on the radar. It's one of those ones that a lot of people have seen and liked so cool i just oh, never yeah, got around okay. it. it didn't look like my type of film i guess i just never gravitated towards it so uh but. i
1: think you'll like it i think you'll like it it's it's a it's a
0: good uh it, it, i think you i think you'll really like it so i'll check it out well since you, you don't like find it, it for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'll I check it out since you since you chose that one for me I'll, i will watch it so the hunted I for you i can't wait to watch i can't wait to watch hunted yeah Hunted for you and lost in translation for me um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah I'll. We'll see We'll see what happens, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cool well obviously stay Tuned for um, our, next, our Next show when we do our top 10 Films well it might not be our next show But we do other shows in between but Our top whenever we do that show our top 10 Films of 2003 and we'll Give a recap on Hunted As well as Lost in Translation And then we'll also go into our top 10 films Of 2003 as well Uh, As always, if you like the channel, if you like this video, we ask that you like and please subscribe to the channel. Uh, Leave us a comment down below if you've seen these films, kind of your take on them. And as always, make sure you hit that bell notification so you can uh, stay up to date on any of our new uh, videos that we post. And we thank you all for watching and we hope everybody has a great day.